Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Vason Nordic Horror Role-Playing Rules by Free League Publishing. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. Strong language, mature scenes, and Thursday's children are on the way. And now, on to the show. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the old ways where we are still playing The Friend, The Fiend, and The Shadow of the Night, a mystery for Vason, the Nordic horror role-playing game from Freya Ligen. And we have some fantastic Thursdays children here for you, starting to my right. Oh, this is Mike, and I play Father Eric Sorensen, who, after accosting a few French Bakers has decided to move on to accosting a Russian Orthodox priest. Will the accosting never end? No. And to Michael's right. Hi, this is Miranda and I play Marta. And when it comes to witches, Marta's fine with just live and let live. A very healthy and responsible attitude. And at the head of the table. Hello, this is John. I'll be playing your hunter for the evening, Sven Anderson. And uh, Sven's point of view on witches is a. Uh, Save their details for now and blackmail them later. Well, it's always good to have a little list of people to extort money out of. To lean on when times are tough. And last, but by no means least. Hi, this is Nate. I played retired Detective Nickel Doppler. I'm covered in garbage. I'm angry. I'm hopeless. And I have a belly full of garbage. But I'm trying to, trying to broaden my sense of what is right and wrong as it re relates to the witchcraft idea. Hopeless and broken sounds like me on a good day. So we left our Thursday's children last time as they were heading towards a small church in the migrant district of Uppsala, just to the uh, northeastern area of the, uh, of the city. Outside the city, the uh, fields and forests of Sweden hold dark secrets Old strange creatures, creatures who have been there for many, many centuries, who have been forced further and further into the depths, the recesses, the heart of the forests and the air and lands by the ever-growing towns and cities of this, the uh, 19th century, the age of mechanization, industrialization, and not all these creatures who have in the past lived in a, an uneasy harmony with mankind are taking this particularly well. So you have been invited into the church by the father. He's asked you to sit down, uh, take what comfort you can. It's very simple surroundings. He, the, this is clearly a man who does not uh, indulge in uh, any particular adornments to his uh, himself or to his living quarters. You notice as well that there are uh, a couple of quite old books that are sitting um, on the uh, on the table beside him, and uh, he welcomes you and offers you refreshment if you care for any. Then he sits down himself, a little 
unsteady on his feet, perhaps due to his age, but he's still fairly, fairly fit and healthy for um, a man of his years. And he asks you, "What can I? What can I tell you? Uh, you wish to know more about uh, the old ways of uh, the people of the East? Of uh, what I was discussing with you, Mister Doppler." Before, yes? Father, our needs are pragmatic. I think we are most interested in figuring out how to find this killer and stop it. Mm. History might be for another tea time. Mm. You you told me um, when last we spoke, uh, and I was uh, thinking over it uh, this afternoon... You told me, did you not, that you had been having unusual dreams of late, yes? And this is this is true for all of you, uh, or...? Unusual and shared, yes. We all experienced a very similar dream. The last night, I believe. It's been a busy day. Yes, and it is, uh, it is believed that some people, uh, those gifted with the second sight, maybe sensitive to uh, the kind of uh, things that uh, we have we have been witness to of late uh, if indeed uh, some supernatural force is at work it is said that they have visions in their dreams of events that uh, have been witnessed by others even many many years ago i have heard tell of um, these uh, these rituals you describe in your dream, yes, this uh, this this thing that uh, um, men in a in a cemetery, yes, they they dug a, a woman up, brought her to a clearing, yes, and uh, they removed parts of uh, her insides, uh, her heart, and so forth, her internal organs, yes, yeah, yes. I, I have heard tell of these rituals uh, being used in the Carpathians uh, for for certain types of uh, evil spirit. For there are many of, of these. Yeah? They are not just one or two, but many, many different types of creature right, of this kind. The Strigoeca, uh, 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 as I've mentioned, or, or the male, the, the male kind, the... Uh, the Strigoi, they are such, yes. And he kind of pats the um, the books beside him. Um, this um, this milk mixed with the ashes. Uh, you, they made a brew of this in your dream, and they fed it to uh, to the children in the other room. Um, is that right? Yes. Except for one, which where the ashes were contaminated. Oh. That is not good. That is not good. Um, it is said that the the, the this uh, this mixture of the, the ashes of the the creature's organs mixed with milk is said um, to break the bond uh, between a demon uh, of this kind and its kin. Uh, now, what you, what you saw in your dream of beheading the creature, nailing its head face down between the feet, these these can ensure that the evil spirit 
will not return, uh, that it it can never see heaven. This is why the face is is to be face downwards. Yes, the head face downwards. If it were to catch a glimpse of the the beauty of heaven, then it would enrage it. Uh, And, uh, well, let us just say a bad thing has happened. Yes, it... uh, Yes, yes. The, the, the dreams you have had, uh, they, they bring to mind the Strigoi to me, this, this very particular kind of creature. Would this creature have the ability to uh, entice with word, uh, bewitch someone's mind? Well, perhaps, yes, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, uh, it, it is complicated, um... The, the strigoi is it takes different forms, uh, and and the one may become such a creature in in, in many ways. Uh, it is said that uh, if they be cursed by a witch, for instance, or or if they have led a life of great sin, uh, or or perhaps if they themselves have been bitten but not killed by another strigoi. Uh, it is it is even said that um, if a mother is bitten, uh, her her blood may be tainted, and all the children that she bears will be cursed to become uh, strigoi v. Uh, that is the the, the living um, vampire. This is this is uh, one that walks among us as uh, and maybe. No different from you or I to the eye. Yes, they, they can remain as such for many, many years. Um, but if they if they are to suffer some sort of uh, uh, trauma or or great great hardship uh, or sickness, that that can trigger a transformation in them or the beginnings of a transformation from. Um, oh, it, it, I don't know how to say it. It is like um, like one who has a disease, yes, but does not manifest the disease. Something may happen to them, and uh, the disease is brought out, brought forth. Yes, it is like it is like this. The trauma may bring forth the uh, the, the, the strigoi with them, um, and often they do not know of this. They have no idea that this is even happening to them. They may go about their day-to-day business just like you or I, uh, and you would not know the difference. Uh, but, but Father, what would they feed on? What would they consume? Uh, during the day, yeah, food and drink such, such as we would. But it is said that during the night, when they sleep, the vampiric soul detaches from their body. And it goes forth, and it hunts for blood. Mm. Well, it means it's possible that one of these detached souls is wandering, feeding here. It is possible, yes. Father, the um, the ritual that we saw in our dreams, you said, was to cut the vampire off from its kin. And that if a mother's is blood is tainted, then her children would become, in a way, the vampire as well. This is what they say, yes. They, say they may become the Strigoi V, uh, the, the living vampire. 
Yes. So, is I, I wonder if it is possible that what we have shared in a dream is a vision of the past and that the children that were treated for this, possibly this was passed on from their mother and it failed for one. And that one is here with us now. That may be the case, yes. It may be. Did the two boys at the bakery look related? Mm, no, they didn't. No, the uh, the, the the lad uh, who was serving at, at the counter, he looked pretty much like uh, any of the other young young men of the uh, uh, of the area of the city. Um, it looked like he was probably Swedish. The uh, the the boy who came through from the back room, he he was. Um, dressed pretty much the same, but he had slight, slightly different um, facial appearance. Uh, you, you reckon he might he might have been um, one of the migrants? Okay. Yes. Uh, perhaps the child that we saw in our dream is the same boy that we met earlier today. You met you you met someone you think might be this creature? Where? Who? Uh, a young man at the bakery that works the counter. People go into the bakery um, excited, anticipatory, and then their uh, emotion is drained when they leave. But we also saw him eyeing a woman the way that a cat eyes a mouse. His face kind of goes a little bit pale at this, and um, and he goes th- through uh, looking for one, one of the, uh, the books that he's got. And, and he, he flicks through a, a few pages of it and it runs his fingers down the text as if he's just reminding himself of uh, what it says there and closes it over again. The baker, you say, yes, yes, I I have heard. Um, there, 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 there is a, a common tale um, that is associated with this uh, different words for the same thing. And it is uh, they, they steal energy during the churning of butter or or or, or the baking of bread. I, I heard of a small town um, in uh, in the Balkans which had uh, a period of, of, of starvation. Uh, um, the the people uh, bakers of the area they could not get their, their bread to rise. It was. Um, it, nobody could explain it, but one family, one family, it's uh, it's bread rose and uh, was delicious. Uh, it was uh, beautiful, tasty. And this family, they believed to be Strigoivie, they, they they cast them out. They accused them of stealing the energy from the village. It is a tale, but when you mention bakers, it reminded me of this. I'm going to go into my little bag of eclairs and check them. So the eclairs are, when you kind of sniff them, they they still smell all right, but you think that there might be the the, the cream isn't quite as quite as fresh as it was. I gesture with the the bag just slightly and say, the eclairs are already beginning to turn. My God! I say to the father, these these were purchased not but less than an hour ago. And the cream tasted perfectly fine, and now when I smell them, I can smell the hint of souring already. We'd purchased some 
from this patisserie earlier today. And by the time we came home for lunch, it was like eating garbage. And uh, this um, patisserie, is, is it near the baker's? Not far. Not far at all. And that baker gets the business, not this patisserie. Yes, if uh, if there is a Strikoivi there, whether they know it or not, they may be stealing the energy, the life force from all around. Perhaps from the enchantment that turns this garbage to eclair, as we have also... Oh, by the way, Father, the eclairs are made out of garbage and then witchcraft enchanted to be eclairs. We've maybe, maybe left that part out. Much going on in Uppsala. It's a very exciting place Enchantment? What, what do you mean, enchantment? Well, it's French. We're not entirely sure how it works. He kind of looks a little bit puzzled and bemused. Uh, uh, I, that is not good. That is ungodly. I agree. Uh, do you think uh, this this spirit, this vampire, might, might bewitch, lay a trap, a bait? for his prospective next target, knowingly or unknowingly. Perhaps, perhaps. The the evil spirit that lies within the Strikoivi, it sleeps when the man is awake, and when the man sleeps, it wakes, yes, but it is always there. So perhaps, perhaps without uh, the man even knowing, it is watching, observing. It is always hungry. If we believe it is this new boy at, at the bakery, is there a test? Is there a mechanism for us to determine, yes, this this is a child who has been inhabited by a demon? Not that I know of, no. But uh, when they sleep, you will know. And the spirit will roam. It may take many forms as well. This... Uh, this, this this shadow form that detaches from the body here, it is merely the first stage in the transformation. If, if the body dies, then it gains its great strength, its great power, and becomes the Strigoi Mort, the true undead. So it's, it's possible then that this... Baker's boy is just a vessel. He may be unaware. Y- yes, unaware, yes, but it, it, they, are, they are tied. They are linked. The spirit is part of him, and he is part of it. Mm, so not innocent. Innocent, no. It is, it is a difficult thing for the church, because the man or woman may not be aware of any of this. They may be a good and kind person. They may live many years as a member of society, productive, um, kind. It is um, it is difficult to, to find guilt in such a person. But the nature of the spirit that, in, that inhabits them, it, it is... It is evil, and there's no other word for it. Very well. We could then continue with our plan, Marta. 
It sounds like that may continue to be our best course of action. But we do not know how to contain or stop this thing, as I understand. If we kill this child, then we release something stronger. Yet it appears that we need to cut off the child's head, put it between the legs, etc., etc., stake it through. There's too much possibility here. How do we stop this without unleashing a greater terror? By... This is, this is difficult for someone in my position to say, but the girl in that village, those years ago, they observed the rituals. They were uh, f- afraid that she was a strigoi mort. But in order to send the, is, is, this demon back to hell, you must observe the rituals. You must uh, follow the procedure. But the same for the strigoi if if the body uh, of the the man is is uh, is killed in any way other than according to uh, the uh, the practice laid down, then that is that is not a a death for the spirit. Yes, it is a death for what is left of the man. But if you follow the rituals, then it kills the evil spirit that inhabits the man. But this is this is. This is the part that is irreconcilable. We must murder the child to kill the spirit. Yes, and I cannot condone this. It will be a stain on your soul for the rest of your lives. We understand. We shall seek forgiveness afterwards. There is nothing more we can hope for. We can hope that by stopping the evil, that God the Father will understand that we were working to make the world a safer place. The Lord sees all and knows all. But if you wish to be sure, then you must drive a nail of cold iron through the creature's head once it has been removed from the body. And it must face away from heaven. The only other way to be sure is by fire. Hmm. Burning it. Yes. Burning it till there is nothing left. Hmm. All right, then. We'd have to capture it first. Father, some of our, our vassal, they they turn to stone in daylight. If we could catch this Dragoi spirit, and he's just, like, making a gesture with his hands as if to say, could we do something that way, like a trap? The shadow form, it, uh, it... It may transform itself into mist, into vapor, into an animal, and evade your traps. And it returns, it always returns to the body before the cock grows. It will find a way. It seems, it seems catching the the boy would be much easier than waiting for the spirit. And... Catching the boy and dumping him into the baker's fire, or catching the boy and beheading him, and these are all terrible things that we are talking about. I cannot listen to this, this, this talk. Uh, you, you speak of putting a boy into a fire. Do not speak of this in front of me. You have set us on a path, Father, and I appreciate it, but realize this is the path we have been set on. I tell you of the tales of my country and, and the others around. I do not say I believe them. 
or hold them to be true. But, as I said to you before, more things in heaven and earth. Do not go into this lightly and make sure you know what you are doing. If you kill an innocent man, then your soul will surely burn for it. Thank you, Father, for your time and wisdom. I wish you good luck and Godspeed. I will pray for you. We will certainly need it. And uh, he stands and sees you to the door. And you go back out into the afternoon in the city of Uppsala, where the sun is starting to get lower in the sky. And it won't be too long before the light starts to dim and the evening comes. All right. Father, my soul is already... My soul already already buries this weight. This is not a new weight that you need to add to yours, if it is not your intention. My intention is to protect the people of Uppsala, including this girl. And if nothing else, if you prepare a place and you hide and wait, and no boy comes but mere shadow arrives, what will you do? Based on what I just heard in there, we uh, we will fail miserably. It is it is all around the it is all around the boy who may or may not be innocent. <sighs> Sven or Nickel, perhaps even Marta would have an idea. Would it be possible to simply surveil the boy? Yes, we could. The question is, if we need to take action, will we be able to before the shadow comes? It sounds like the shadow is our real means of confirmation, correct? I tend to think so, yes. So we either have to murder the boy on assumption or wait for the shadow and possibly fail. Yes. Uh, I have something within me which might be able to assist us with the shadow. Faith can take many forms. If we can see the shadow in this thing appear then we might be able to drive it back. At which point we will know where it goes and to whom it lays its head with. I think everyone's conscience would rest easier with the confirmation. And if you think you can drive the shadow back, Father, then I believe it's best if we wait for that moment then. This confirmation puts this girl in great danger. You know this. And if we cannot, this thing is strong, if otherworldly, if we cannot, then this confirmation kills another person. This is what the price is of our certainty, is this other girl dying. Unless perhaps not to dissuade you, Father, from your efforts, but we do not know. Well, if we can't save the girl, we might all be dead at that point. We can. I mean, if we can't fight off the shadow. I believe then perhaps some have to be with the boy and some with the girl. As the father said in the Rish, the Russian father, not the, this, there's many fathers, so much going on in Uppsala today. The um, Russian father said we will know for certain if this boy is the one based on what happens when the shadow comes. Then I will wait with the father in, he will fight the spirit, I will fight the body. It is. He adjusts the strap on his gun bag. <laughs> hmm. All right. Two of us with the boy, two of us with the girl. 
So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take Sven and I think we're going to head towards the bakery and then, uh, Marta perhaps, and, and Nickel will head towards the girl's house. She knows where it's at and we'll set up, we'll have a good old proper stakeout. Excellent. Yeah. So you can go and hang around the street corner near the girl's house, um, unless there's somewhere in particular that you'd like to be. Well, we talked about warning the girl. Oh, okay. So that she could defend herself. Just a thought, but we did talk about that. Let's let's um let's follow you as you walk towards the uh, the girl's house then, and uh, decide exactly what you're going to do when you get there. Nickel, we discussed warning the girl. Okay. What 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 do we tell the poor child to do? That we think she might be next to be on guard. Scream if something happens. Run, run, girl, run. Hide yourself away. You know what? Maybe we kidnap her and bring her with us to where the boy is. Collect everything together in one place. I don't think kidnapping is the best right now, Nicole. We have compounded our problems, not simplified them, is is how I am seeing things. What if the boy is not the vampire? We should possibly still be here to try to protect the girl. I think it is clear something in that bakery is draining the energy, whether it's the boy or the... Yes, something. I understand being here, but being here for what purpose? We can we have no means to do anything about this shadow. I could fire a revolver at the shadow, but we have no means. This is my, this is my concern. We are here for no purpose and no reason. We cannot, we cannot save or do anything. Other than put ourselves in danger. We could warn the girl that she may be next, though, and then go to join Sven and Father Eric. Let us let us do this thing. You will recall, Nicole, while you're talking about this and thinking about this shadow, that the description that you'd heard from these children of the girl, there wasn't a shadow that she was cuddling. It was a man. And something the father said um, links in with that as well, that this shadow form, this spirit, may transform itself. So your keenly honed investigative skills deduce from this that the shadow form is merely a way for the evil spirit to leave the body. Once it has left the body, it can take other forms. And in order to drain the lifeblood from another human being, or from a human being, it would need to take solid form. Certainly to produce the wounds seen on the neck of this girl. So you don't think that it remains in shadow form all the time whilst it's out of the body. It's just a, a, a transitory stage, shall we say. All right, come Marta, let us spread some panic. So you um, you head over to the, to the house, um, there's not really anybody about. This house is clearly not particularly good quality. It's quite run down, um, and the houses all in this area are, are, are fairly run down. And you're not too far from the edge of the city here, where it, uh, where the the, uh, the tents and the, uh, the little shacks have been constructed. But you know, this is a solid building. Does it look like it could be barricaded and reinforced in any way? Well, um, yes, in, in as much as there's a door and windows that you could um, nail planks of wood uh, across if you felt uh, the need. Arthur, you should speak to the girl. You're, as you yourself are a woman, and strange man like me coming to talk to her seems 
untoward. I, that's what I anticipated. Um, so you can knock on the door. And uh, after uh, a moment or two, a man comes to the door. He looks like he's uh, maybe in his late late thirties or so. Hmm. Yeah. Hello. Um, I'm looking for a young woman that lives here. She was at the bakery earlier today. No, no, uh, no Swedish. Uh, Latin. Make me a learning role, and you're looking for two successes to be uh, able to understand this man and for him to understand you. A six, a six, and a five. Fantastic. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, um, what can I do for you? I'm looking for a, uh, the girl that was at the bakery earlier. I fear she may be in danger. In danger? Yes. Hmm. Is this your daughter? I mean, you can see that there's a lot of people live here. It's like you think there's several families live here. What, uh, what girl? I'll describe the girl that I saw that was coming from the bakery earlier. Oh, this is my niece, Eva. Eva! Woman here says you're in danger! And uh, the young girl kind of comes down and says, What What do you mean? I'm in danger? In danger from who? Why? How? Eva, I, I cannot tell you who or really why or how, um, but the the murders that have been happening, the girls... Murders? Yeah, Eva in danger from murders. I, well, I'm I'm worried that Eva, you may might be next. Make me a manipulation roll, if uh, if you would. Um, now, I believe you have taken an advantage for manipulation through the use of skillfully applied makeup. Have you not? I did. So you're more than welcome to use that if you wish to do so. This is really to try and. Um, prevent the certain amount of um, panic that you see rising in their girl's um, expression and eyes. One success. That is plenty. Um, so you think I, I'm, I'm in danger? What What should I do? How, 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 how do you know this? My companions and I are, are investigating the murders, but we know that the police are not doing their job and, and we've taken it upon ourselves to find out what's happening to the people. What, what, what do you want me to do? Stay home. Make sure your family keeps you at home. They shouldn't let you leave tonight for any reason. If you feel compelled to leave, you must stay here. Yes, yes, I, I, I'll, I'll do that, yes. Ivana was a, a friend of mine. She, she was killed a week or a week or so ago. Is, is, it, is it because of this... Uh, why? Why is? Why are they doing this? Why? Why would anyone do this? Well, because they are a monster. But if, with with any luck, we'll be we'll stop it tonight, and no one else will get hurt. Thank you, thank you. Um, will Will you be here with us? I will not be staying. But keep yourself home and safe. And once it is all over, I will come back to check on you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the the man turns to you and says uh, why why would she leave the house well, I don't know but it's a theory that uh, we had that sh- she may leave the house be compelled to leave the house for some reason I don't understand do, do you mean people will come in and take her try to take her no that she may leave the house of her own free will you will not do that will you even no no I will I, I will stay here all night I, I will not leave perfect yes she'll she will hopefully be safe here we will look after her. Thank you. Thank you. 
and stop this this monster who is killing our girls. No, we will if we can. And uh, if you wish to conclude the conversation there, you can do so, and uh, they will thank you again, and uh, you and Nicole can head off to wherever you would like to go. Meanwhile, Sven and Father Sorensen, you are elsewhere in the town. What is your plan? Well, I would... I confess, Sven, I have um, I have no history of breaking and entering. Most of my work has been in the countryside, but uh, well, there are several points you could use to our advantage. If the uh, bakery is still up and running at this hour, or at least open, I'd like to see if the young man is still working the till. Um, yeah, so when you get to that part of the square on uh, uh, Salagatan Streets, you can see that the bakery is, in fact, just kind of closing up for the day. It's uh, it, Most of the other um, businesses around are doing the same thing. Shutters are going up, doors are being locked, that kind of thing. Um, and you can see the, uh, the young assistant who is working the till. He's putting his jacket on, um, and it looks like he's about to... Uh, to leave, he kind of raises a hand to say goodbye to uh, uh, Tort Medicine and uh, makes his way towards the uh, the front door of the, the bakery and walks out and starts walking um, along the street and uh, across the square. I just watch very carefully, probably not turning my head terribly because I don't want anyone else to think we might be watching over him. And I'll say to Sven, there's our hunt. I have him marked. Don't worry. Oh, no. Worrying went out the window. So the baker himself, he's just kind of finishes wiping down the counter. And uh, the the other young lad comes in from the, the back room for a moment. And the, the two of them get everything uh, cleaned up for the day. The young boy goes to the, uh, the window and pulls the blinds down, locks the door and turns the sign around to closed. And uh, the, the baker kind of slap, slaps him on the, uh, on the back um, and shakes him by the hand. You can see that this young lad, he's got a kind of flower over his apron and that. And, um, and uh, he, um, he heads back into the back of the bakery and then the, uh, Peterson f- follows him. Um, they seem to be in quite good spirits. And then all is dark in, in the bakery itself. And you reckon that this is the kind of, the, they've gone into the back where the sort of living quarters are and that kind of thing. Certainly. I'm, I'm tempted to follow the boy. And Sven just kind of strokes his chin, and he's just like, now, just to confirm, it is the one that did the counter and not the immigrant baker boy. Right. Yes, okay, just to confirm. As he, like, readjusts the bag, he's just like, no, no, I... He's like, I honestly, look, something during the conversation, I, I got a little bit lost. I zoned out thinking about cutting off heads and driving nails. I was trying to think where would I get a cold cold cast nail at such short notice. Then I realized most nails are made of iron. That's true. I'll uh, begin moving in the direction that the boy walked. He um, heads across the square and uh, just a little bit further along goes one down one of the side streets. You see he's uh, moving away from uh, the square, kind of heading more kind of south. Um, and goes down, turns a corner, goes down another street or two. He's just kind of plodding down the street, uh, head down, cap on. Looks like he's pretty tired. It's a long day working at the shop, but he looks pretty weary. Yeah, it takes a lot out of you, I'm sure, being a psychic vampire. It's exhausting, can I imagine? 
especially if you weren't aware of it, you've just been doing it the whole time. You know, you haven't practiced mindfulness to stop yourself from. I think Father Sorensen is probably thinking, yeah, the body is probably tired because this spirit within is desperate to get out. And all that boy wants to do is sleep. So that way the spirit can move. Whether he's right or not is remains to be determined. But um, yeah, follow after him. And then uh, I don't know if... Um, Sven's following you. He's he's trailing a little bit behind just in case you get noticed. Yeah, I think the father would be very careful. He'd be cognizant of what he is wearing. Would not really preclude him to be um, so inconspicuous. So if you want to try and uh, be circumspect when while you're uh, following this uh, this young man, could you please both make me stealth rolls? I can. I would love to. <laughs> I have two successes. Excellent. I also have two successes. Well, the pair of you are like ghosts. This might be a little surprising for Sven. Kind of always knew something was off with that priest. This, uh, yeah, this priest is a born hunter. He is moving swiftly, silently, and he knows where the shadows are as he moves between them. So you follow this this lad as he walks, and he walks about maybe 15 minutes or so and before he turns down a side street, goes to a door of a small, not, um, uh, not particularly grand-looking house. Looks pretty simple. Clearly, he's not a wealthy man. And uh, he opens the door, and you could just glimpse as as he kind of goes in through the doorway. There's a, there's a woman um, in there, seems to be kind of passing by the the, the hallway, um, and you kind of hear a, a voice, kind of Thorsten, my boy, come in, come in. Your the, your your food is ready. Come sit down. And uh, he replies, oh, "Thank you, Mama." And uh, the door closes. Uh, so yeah, we'll continue to surveil the house, I guess, and uh, try to get an idea of just a, a general spot where we could watch the house as the uh, minutes roll by towards the evening. So yes, you can find a little spot. Um, you both made excellent stealth rolls, so you um, are secreted very efficiently um, in the shadows somewhere, maybe uh, just in the kind of corner of an alleyway or something, and... Uh, you can keep an eye on the... Uh, are you just wanting to watch the front of the house? Or does one of you want to go and watch the back of it? <laughs> I hope somebody, I hope Sven will go watch the back. Yeah, that's the plan. All right. Sven, seeing the priest is going to stand up front, is going to slow, you know, just casually make his way into the darkness around the back. Absolutely, yeah. You can find an alleyway and uh, position yourself in uh, such a place as you can get a, a, a good view of the back of the house without being seen yourself. Yeah, and doing that, I'm going to take the gun out of its bag. Okay, and you wait. Meanwhile, Marta and Nicole, you have left this uh, this girl, Eva, uh, in the uh, under the tender care of her family. Spike, is it is it closing time in the city? Yeah. Like, is it at a point where we know? Oh, yeah, the bakery will be closed. Yeah, yeah. Marta, now we are stuck here with this with this with this girl at her house, and the bakery is surely closed. So. Either we go back home, have a nice rest at the castle, see what happens with the other two, uh, or we maybe wait here to see if anyone shows up, as we suspect. The girl and her family seem very frightened, so let's wait and see. But if someone shows up, are we going to fight them, 
Or are we going yes. to... Okay, so we would be action forward. Yes. Are you wanting to um, position yourselves some, somewhere where you can keep an eye on the house, just in the shadows? Yes. So let's have some stealth rolls then from you, please. Stealth is something I am better at than other things, but also cannot do. Would you like to push the roll? I would like to push the roll. Um, there are obviously no spots here that are stealthy, so um, I may have to climb something or do something reckless to find a good spot, I think, for surveillance and stealth. Pushing rolls in uh, in Vesson doesn't necessarily endanger you, but you do take a condition, rather, um, whether or not you succeed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, please roll any dice that you did not achieve a six on. Oh, I have one success this time. Splendid. So, yes, you, you managed to uh, climb over a, a little low wall or a fence or something, and uh, you find a, a much better spot. What condition would you like to take? It's an exhausting ordeal, so I am exhausted. Yeah, maybe the wall was a, a, a little more difficult to scale than you expected, uh, so you can uh, catch your breath behind it while still keeping an eye on the house. How did you get on with your uh, stealth roll, Nickel? I got five minus two, and I got one success out of my three dice. Excellent. Um, and so I am somewhere behind a bush, this hopeless endeavor. I'm really upset about being out here, as I'm still angry and hopeless as we wait to see what happens. All right. So the minutes tick by, and the sun begins to set, and darkness falls on the city of Uppsala. The streets slowly but surely empty of people as they go back to their homes, and it is quiet. Night has fallen, and there is a chill in the air as you all in your respective positions wait and watch. Would anybody like to do anything while they're waiting and watching? Absolutely. I will be perusing some passages within this old Bible I have and in hope to calm my spirit as the the day's events of, especially the first time at the bakery, made me quite upset. Excellent. You may read some uh, rousing passages, some some psalm perhaps, um, that... uh, that brings your heart a little bit of peace and joy and uh, affirms your life decisions. And you may heal one mental condition if that is what you're going for. What about anyone else? Sven is just thinking of the village he failed to save. Um, He's just thinking about that, thinking about how that trap didn't actually work out super great, but he's hopeful for this one. And the consequences don't seem quite so catastrophic if it goes sideways. It's just one person, not so many. So yeah, he's just doing that as he like keeps his legs limber, stops them from going cramped under him, regularly moves himself a little bit, but not too much so as to break cover. Okay. And what about Marta and Nicole? Marta. Marta. What, Nicole? Remember a few few weeks ago we had we went. Do you remember when we went out that one time and went drinking? No. And I. You don't remember? I forgot everything. I drank so much. You don't remember anything we talked about? 
or anything that might have happened, uh, I might have done, or I might have told you, you don't remember any of it? I don't think either of us remember anything that was said. Do you promise you don't remember anything, Mata? Like, cross your heart, promise, super swear, promise? I'd like to promise that neither of us remember anything from that night. Oh, Mata, such a relief. As a weight off my head, I felt very... Uh, I felt very, very, very worried that um, maybe one of us might have remembered something. But yes, you are exactly right. Neither of us remember a single thing, right? Right. Exactly. We are 100% in lockstep unity with this Mata forever and ever. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, um, both of you ruminating on whatever it was that neither of you can remember. (laughs) And how... How on earth it came to this? Um, You wait while the minutes and soon the hours pass. Which which position are you holding up? Are you both um, quite close together then to be having having this whispered conversation or? Yes, but I'm from a higher vantage point. Okay. Um, And which which, um, part of the house are you wanted to keep an eye on? If there's like a... I kind of imagined that there was an alley to one side and that that was where we had hidden ourselves away so that we could see this side, anything coming from down the street, down the other side of the alley. Yeah, you've got you've got an okay view of sort of the front, back and one side. Not a, Maybe not a brilliant view of anywhere, but you, know, you can uh, move pretty quickly to uh, one place or the other if you, if you see anything that looks suspicious. Whereas uh, Father Eric has got an, an excellent view of the front of uh, the house they're watching, and Sven has got a very good view of the, the rear of the house. So for both groups, time passes. It's getting colder. The hours start dragging as it heads towards midnight. And it is at midnight that I would like you all, please, to make a let's have um, let's have a vigilance roll from everyone just one okay two successes one success for Marta and two successes for Nickel two for my eight yes splendid splendid so Marta you think you see some movement to the rear of the house you think you see what looks like a window opening to the rear of the house. Nickel, not only do you see that, but I would like you please to make me a learning test at uh, plus one, and uh, you're going to get at that plus one because you did so well with your vigilance test. Ah, I got two fives, zero successes. Okay, would you like to push that roll? I just lost my hopeless. You know what? I will push it. This is sort of frightening. So did you, you, you lost your hopeless? How did you lose your hopeless? Oh, oh, the two of you had that, the, the scene with the two of you. All right. Yeah. Is that where you were counting? Okay, so you can lose two conditions for that. If that's if that's what you were doing, the two of you having a little scene together. Oh, really? Ooh. It does relate to our backstory together. <laughs> because there is this awkwardness between me and Nickel, mm-hmm. which has now been cleared In the up. And I think we both just feel a mm-hmm. lot better mm-hmm. about what's happened or not happened or said between us yeah yeah no that's that's great i i hadn't um i hadn't realized that's what you were actually doing to remove conditions 
So I'm going to roll the one for the condition that I had removed or I had kept that you, I'm going to see. And that's a one. So I'm going to push it and get physical or mental, which what kind of condition or my choice? Uh, mental. Mental. I will say this is, it's definitely frightened. I'm going to take frightened and I'm going to push and re-roll one. I did get one success on the push. One out of eight, which is the Vason way. Okay. I'll come back to that in a moment. Similarly, Father Eric and, and Sven, you're watching this house and it's quiet. All the other houses around it are are quiet. And I believe it was Sven that made got two successes on his vigilance, was it? Correct. Could you please make me a learning test with one additional die? Oh shit, I got two successes again. How splendid. So shortly after midnight, as Marta and Nickel observe a, a window opening in the rear of, of this property and very quietly and carefully, it looks like somebody is climbing out through the window. A thought occurs to you. And the thought is, that lad at the till, he wasn't baking bread. He was just at the till. Did the father not say that this creature, what did he call it, the strigoi, it churned butter or baked bread, and that was what was draining the energy? You never saw that lad get his hands dirty. But the young Romanian lad from the back of the shop, he was wearing an apron covered in flour. Are you following the right person? Yeah, Sven stands up, the, the gun's back in the bag as he's moving back around the house. And he's just, he's just like, you made a terrible mistake. What? Just trust me, I'll explain it as we go. My move after him? What, 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 what mistake did we make? Mr. Goyvi, it has to, it has to do something. It can't just sell. It's, it is the creator, not the, it's got, it's got a thing it has to do. Oh, the damned butter. I start hustling back towards the bakery. Yeah, I think we're kind of fairly beating feet at the moment. Okay, um, so you make best speed back uh, up the the alleyways. You know you've got a wee distance to cover, because um, walking it was about 15 minutes, but you, know, you could probably make a, a jog in 5 or 10. If there is any sort of um, carriage that I could flag down, I, I don't know if they're available at the hour at this hour, but uh, I would definitely be looking to flex the four points and resources that I have to speed our travel to the bakery. Hmm, that's a good question. Um... If there is a carriage to be had, you you might spend longer looking for a carriage around here than just uh, just getting a move on. If there was um, if it was further to travel, then definitely grabbing a carriage and uh, and getting to the square uh, using it would 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 be a good idea. But I think the distance you are away from it, it's probably going to take you longer to find one than just to run. Fair enough, then running is what we're doing. Okay, so um, you start heading um, towards the uh, the square and the, the bakery. Uh, meanwhile, Marta and Nickel, you see somebody clambering carefully out of this window, grabbing hold of a, a drain pipe and uh, slowly climbing down it. What would you like to do? Marta, Marta, you see? Yes, uh, we, uh, is it, can we see if it's the girl? Is it the girl? It looks like they're wearing a dress, certainly. What is she doing? I told her to stay in. We have to follow her. 
I start running right after her to tackle her. Okay, so she's not she's she's um, in a second story wind, window. She'd come out, so it's going to take her a moment or two to get down. To the... I start running <laughs> after her to to meet her at the bottom. Um, yeah, you you reckon that you could probably get round to uh, to there. She's she's going to get. You think she's probably going to get to the ground? Maybe just before you get there, but she's uh, going to be pretty uh, easy to catch up with. You think? As you move towards her, I would like you and Marta, please, to make me a vigilance test as you uh, head into the the alley that runs behind this building. Four fives, zero sixes. Same for Marta. Marta, are you following um, Nicole? Yes. Okay. So this girl reaches the bottom of the drain pipe with a foot or two to go. She sort of jumps off it into the alley. And um, she she looks around, doesn't seem to notice you, uh, and then she starts walking up the alley, heading kind of north, away from the building. And the, the two of you can run up, and as you catch up with her, you see, just very strange, because a moment ago there wasn't somebody there, but now there's a man standing in front of her, and... She is moving towards him. He's only maybe four or five feet away from him. And he's got his hands outstretched and she's got her arms outstretched. And uh, she's running forward. Looks like she's running forward to embrace him. You think you've seen this man before. He doesn't look quite the same. He looks taller, a little older, a little more uh, muscular. But he looks really like the lad who is in the back of the bakery. And he's smiling. And as he smiles, you see in his mouth two long, wickedly sharp-looking canine teeth jutting down from his uh, top jaw. And please, could you both make me a fear test? No successes. And we get plus one for e- for being in our yes. You get presence. one one additional die because you've got another uh, member of the society with you. No successes. One success. All right, so, Nicole, this is um, quite unnerving to realize that, as far as you can tell, you have now come face to face with this this creature, this, this, this thing. Uh, Marta, your reaction is, is slightly different. You take one mental condition, and for four rounds, you are going to have a much stronger negative reaction to this. Um, and you can you can choose how you would like to react to this. Would you like to flee, to freeze, to faint, or to attack? I think we know what Marta wants to do, which is attack. So you are currently terrified, and you attack the nearest hostile personal creature with whatever weapon you are currently holding. You lose the ability to make strategic choices and will not stop attacking until the enemy is vanquished. If there are no enemies nearby, you explode in a fit of rage and start breaking things around you. So we're now going to enter into combat. So we have the girl. We have Nickel. We have the creature. And then we have Marta. The girl runs into the arms of the creature and embraces him. And he holds her, but he's looking at you as he does so, because he can see you coming. He's well aware of your presence. Nicole, what would you like to do? 
Well, that puts a damper on shooting him full of bullets. Um, I'm going to run up and try and grab the girl away and pull her away from him. Okay. She has an arm free or something. Just try and get her away. Right. So in order to do so, you make an opposed roll. So you would roll your skill to try and grab hold of her, and she will roll a skill to do something else. She might uh, she might just let you pull her away, or she might uh, she might resist you possibly. So, because you're not armed, you can make make me a force roll. Oh boy, I'll roll my single die, a three. Okay, um, so that is not a not a success. She is clinging onto this creature, who looks at you, and you can see his eyes. Now that you're up close to him, you see his eyes. There's they flickering red where his uh, pupils should be. There's just this kind of dark red fire in them. And uh, he acts next. And what he does is he smiles wide and plunges his teeth into the neck of the girl in front of you and begins to drink her blood. It's almost like he doesn't care that you're there. So, Marta, you can have your action now. What would you like to do? Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm like jump trying to pummel this thing with my fists, punching wildly. Okay, he is going to attempt to hold you off while he drinks the blood of this woman. So please roll me force for unarmed combat. That's two successes. He did not get any successes. So with two successes, you impose two conditions on this creature. You don't know quite what uh, what effect that has in, in your current state. You're somewhat disorientated um, and you're not really aware or you're oblivious to exactly what's happening all, all around you. But uh, your frenzies attack. And you, you see, um, uh, Nicole, you, you see Marta just charge this thing and she is punching it, thumping it, kicking it. And it definitely seems to be having some sort of effect. It's, it's holding on to the, the girl just now, but it's it's um, reeling a little from this uh, this attack that uh, Martha has uh, thrown against it. So we, we go to the girl. The girl, she doesn't do anything. She just kind of um, is, is... She starts to, to slump a little in his arms. His... his uh, his hold on her neck has been broken, though. This attack from Marta, he's, he's, he's withdrawn his teeth from her neck, and there's this, this stream of blood coming down her uh, the front of her dress as she kind of hangs limply in his arms. And, uh, Nicola, you can have your action. I will draw my revolver, point blank, shoot it at the creature. Okay, I'm going to give you a one-die penalty because there is... Uh, girl that he's holding to avoid hitting her um, but yes please do shoot me now my revolver in the weapons says bonus two is that two bonus die mm-hmm. hey i got two successes okay he got one success so only one of those successes will have an effect on him so my revolver says damage of two on it all right yeah so yeah your your revolver blasts into and he lets go of, of the girl he drops her and he staggers, staggers backwards. And um, he just looks at you, his eyes flaring, and he turns to mist. And you can see this mist swirling in front of you. The girl drops down to the ground, blood pouring out of her neck. We out of combat? 
you're out of combat now. And Marta's still raging, but I don't know that, so I'll just, I'll drop down to the girl. I'll start shouting out, help, 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 trying to get the father, someone from the house next to us as I'm dropped, check and see if the girl is alive. Okay. While you shout for help and while Marta rages, we will switch over to Father Eric and Sven. You are running through the streets. It's been a few moments, but now you're entering the square and you can see the bakery uh, ahead of you. You charge as fast as you can towards it. What do you want to do when you get there? Um, I want to... I know for a fact there's a there's a back door on this bakery, right? Yeah, definitely. I drew a cross on it. Yeah, so I guess I'd head to the back door. Okay, um, you run down the alleyway, reach the back door, and uh, Sven is hot on your heels. The door is locked. I'm going to knock on it. Okay. Showing up like I'm the police. Okay. For a few moments, there is no response. You can thump, thump, thump on it again. And eventually, it does take a few minutes, you hear movement and it sounds like somebody's coming through a back room or down some stairs or something. Um, and uh, you hear a, a voice behind the door. Who is it? It's Father Sorensen. Mm-hmm. Father? It's a, it's a, it sounds like the voice of the, the, uh, the baker, Paul Pettersson. What, 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 what do you want this time of night? Your boy. The Romanian boy. Where is he? He's sleeping. Kind of, you hear bolts being pulled back and the, the door opens a crack. And uh, you can see Tor Pettersson's face in the in the doorway. Sleeping? What, what do you want? Why are you coming to my house in the middle of the night? The boy, you say he sleeps. Yes, I was sleeping. We're all sleeping. It's the middle of the night. <laughs> what do you want? I want to see him. Well, can't it wait until the morning? No. Can you please make me a manipulation test? Yes. Ooh, lordy. Uh, that is two. Two successes. Yep. Excellent. He kind of bluffs and blusters uh, for a few moments. He sees that Sven's with you and he says, oh, I suppose if you think it's important, you'd better come in. What, what, what's going on? What the- so as soon as he acquiesces to saying that it's important that I come in, I'm going to help myself to the doorway. And as I do, I will be extracting that old Bible from my satchel. All right. You can certainly do that. The door is opened. He, you know, he opens it wide enough for you, for you to come in and you find yourself, you're, you're kind of in the, uh, the back room of, uh, of the bakery. There's, you can see ovens over to one side of the room. You can see all the equipment that is used for the, for the baking of bread. Looks like there's a little office or something like that to one side. And there's a set of wooden steps that lead upstairs as well. Yeah, I'm heading up the stairs and uh, I'll say to Sven, make sure he's not lurking around down here. I'll take care of that, Father. And he's just going to keep between the priest and the baker. And he's going to just be like, how long has he been with you, the boy? Um, uh, um, uh, he, uh, two, three months, um, he was, uh, came over on the boat. I, I, I took him in. He, uh, he was, he was not well. Yeah, it's very... Sick. He has gotten strong and healthy with you, yes? Yes, yes, he's, he has. He's recovered a great deal and it's very helpful. He's 
wonderful baker. My business is booming ever since he, he came and started working with me. You don't know what he's done. You don't know what he's done. What? I don't understand. He's a good boy. He works hard. By day, perhaps. The boy's gotten you. And he's just like, you don't understand. You don't understand. Uh, yeah, uh, I work my way up the stairs and I'm uh, looking very much for this boy. Yeah, you get up the stairs and there's basically two rooms up there. Two doors. One of them's lying open and it seems to be empty. There's a bed inside. You think that's probably where the, the baker was sleeping. The other door room, the door is closed. I, I take a deep breath and uh, I locate in my pocket but not pull out the vial of holy water that I have. And then grab the doorknob and open the door. Um, you open the door and it's doesn't resist at all and you see in front of you a small room with a bed in it and uh, not much room for much else other than the, the the narrow bed there and there's there's a little side table as well um you know sort of bedside table with a couple of drawers in it and fast asleep in this bed is uh, a young lad with long dark hair slightly curled up i walk over to the boy get a visual sense of how fast he is asleep yeah you i mean he's clearly not heard the thumping on the door he hasn't heard you coming into the room that hasn't woken him he is breathing gently um his face resting against the pillow his eyes closed he looks like a child sleeping there i think father Sorensen probably assumes that the boy's been bewitched um, uh, in some fashion, whether he knowingly or unknowingly is is part of this. Um, I think Father Sorensen's thought is, well, if he wakes the boy, then the spirit can't be roaming. And so he's going to wake the lad or try to uh, in hopes of drawing the spirit back to the house. Okay, you, you shake him by the shoulder and then you shake him again. But he is fast asleep. And nothing you seem to be able to do can wake him. I uh, look over my shoulder and call out, Sven! Sven is up the stairs in a flash, and he's just getting ready to pick this kid up. He's just like fireman's carry across the shoulders, just... (laughs) He won't rouse. Perfect, he won't fight. Take him downstairs. Yeah, I'm going to take this kid out of here. Okay, so you throw him over your shoulder, and it's not easy manipulating him getting down the stairs because it's quite a narrow staircase um, but you can manage between you to uh, get him and the, the Peterson is standing at the, the bottom of the stairs and what, what, what are you doing? Where are you taking him? We need him to wake. A pitcher of water, please. Uh, he um, kind of looks at you really puzzled and confused and uh, goes gets you a, a pitcher of water. What, what do you mean he won't wake? He's been bewitched. Bewitched? Oh, don't be... We have to help him. Father, you're, you're a man of the cloth. What are you talking about, bewitched? What do you mean? I'll show you. Now, I uh, get the boy. We'll set him in a chair, perhaps, or something in the behind the counter of the bakery, just some place to have him. Uh, I assume they probably have some sort of... Um, they probably have a seat. Peterson can't stand all day. So uh, I'll put him in the seat then, and I'll just very playfully, at first, give him a few taps in the face... Especially because I'm assuming his head is slumping. He's not... His body's not rigid, right? It's not, no. He's just asleep. So after I give him a few playful taps, 
I'll give him a less than playful tap and just give him a really good, like, across the face to get the pop of the skin. And I'll look at Peterson. Peterson looks back at you. What are you doing? You're hurting him. No, Baker Peterson, he is bewitched. We must take him and cure him. How? How? What, what, What should we do? Well, I believe there is something in him that came on that boat. And it came here and it may have blessed your business, but it has been a curse on others. Have you not seen the other French baker and their fouled food? I don't understand. I don't know what you mean. Uh, no. Why? I take the vial of holy water out. I lean the boy's head back just a little in that chair. And I'm going to bless him and put that holy water on his forehead and say a prayer for him because I honestly hope he's savable. Okay, so you take the holy water and as you touch it to his forehead, the body just flinches slightly, mm. twitches. This is the only real reaction. It's not it's not a particularly strong reaction, but it's the only real reaction he's had so far. And I think that this is a good point to move across back to Marta and to Nickel. You are uh, calling for help. Marta, the source of your ire seems to have vanished. Where do you direct it now? I kind of want to say Nickel, <laughs> fortunately. We just had a moment. We had such a moment. Well, I'm mad that Nickel didn't stop the shadow from from being gone. We we should have done more. Okay, so you're still in a fury. You're you're, you're beyond um, conversation and, yep. and reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you you took several swings at this thing. Nickel shot it. It seems to have vanished, and you can see this kind of swirling black mist, fog, shadow. You're not quite sure what it is, heading out up and out into the night sky. Mm -hmm. There's a girl lying on the ground and Nickel's standing there with his revolver in hand. Yep. And the only thing nearby that makes sense for me to attack is Nickel because I don't want to hurt the girl. I mean, he's standing. He could have stopped it. So, Marta, you can make me a force roll. Nickel, you can try to um, parry this and uh, you would use a, a force roll in order to do that as well. So we're looking for, if Marta gets more successes, then she'll manage to injure you. Or you could just shoot her. Is my revolver a single-shot revolver? I don't think so, no. I think you've got multiple shots in it. If Marta comes after me, then Nickel will definitely swing his revolver around and shoot her, because that is the kind of person Nickel is. Also, he's scared out of his mind. So um, you can do that on on, on your turn. Okay, so as a reaction to the combat, I can't do that. As a reaction to the combat, no, you can only take a fast move in reaction to the combat. So you can uh, basically try to parry her by using uh, force. All right. That is one die, which is a one. Okay. How did Marta get on with her force? I got three successes. Oh, so you did not get any successes on your force? No? So you take three conditions as uh, Marta lays into you. Are they all physical? Yes, they're all physical, yeah. Oh, I'm broken. Okay, so you now reach an interesting situation. Nickel is broken, and there is a, a mechanic that happens when a character becomes broken in uh, Invasion. Could you please roll me two D6s? This is a D66. One of them will count as tens, and one of them will count as singles. I rolled a two, and I rolled a five. Okay, so Marta has 
clocked you one in the face. It is a punch with some some considerable force behind it. It breaks your nose. It blackens your eye. Your nose is now bleeding. And uh, you now have a deformed face. And it gives you a minus one to your manipulation. All right. This is not a fatal uh, critical injury. You'll be glad to hear. But um, you can act now. I think, given the extreme physical conditions that I've taken, I've probably fallen onto the ground. My face is, has been deformed and has crunched very satisfyingly as the small bones have broken within. And retired Detective Nickel Doppler will start crying and screaming for help even louder as his once friend has broken him and put him on the ground. All right, so you you scream. There there are windows opening, lights going on around you. Yeah, because I can't actually succeed as a, at a single action while I'm broken anyway. So that that seems to be the the best activity. Okay, so Marta, you um you have you have dis- effectively disabled your uh this this person that is has been winding you up for goodness knows how long. There's a whole load of um kind of plant plant life and some uh, refuse bins and uh, general detritus in, in the alleyway. So what I'll say is that you now just start picking things up, picking bricks up, throwing them across the alley, screaming and shouting and ranting as the neighbourhood um, awakens to, uh, to, to the sound of the cacophony that the pair of you are making um, on their doorstep and... Uh, yeah, pretty soon. Um, and I'm crawling, if possible, I'm crawling away, just fleeing, hands on knees through the alley to the back of this house again, sobbing, snot, blood running down my face, trying to escape the real monster, the real fiend, which is Marta. Absolutely. And people will start coming out in their nightshirts or pulling on their uh, trousers and, and jackets uh, very shortly to see what the hell is going on here. Meanwhile, what the hell is going on in the bakery? You've just been slapping this guy to try and wake him up and putting holy water on him and uh, doesn't seem to have a great deal of effect. Could I ask, please, that Father Eric and Sven make me vigilance rolls? Certainly. Just one. And one for me too. Okay. You both see while um, uh, Peterson is kind of standing, holding an empty jug of water, looking around, looking at you, looking at the boy, trying to work out what on earth is going on here. Um, you see a dark mist, maybe it is? Looks more like a shadow slipping between the cracks of the door and heading through the air, hugging along the sides of the room. And it appears to be moving towards you. Yeah, so I'll I'll um, quickly turn, take that vial, and just put some of just a bit of my thumb over the uh, opening, and I will sort of, I guess, spray the uh, the area where that mist is coming in at to uh, hopefully hit that uh, spirit with holy water. Okay, um, I will say that you can do that. That is not. Uh too difficult, although I will ask you please to make me a ranged combat roll because this thing is actively appears to be avoiding it. Ranged combat, of course, uh, 
the father being uh, such a, an unknown war veteran, his uh, mighty two dice will go to go to work. I have one success. Excellent. Um, you splatter um, holy water around that area of the room. Peterson is, is kind of backing off. And as you do so, it's almost like there's this hiss and crackle in the air. And the, the mist or whatever it is resolves itself into a shape. And materializing before you in the corner of the room is a version of this boy that is lying sleeping beside you. It is older, it is gaunter, it is pale, pale skin, burning red eyes and sharp fangs jutting down um, over its bottom lips. It has got some degree of blood on them and on, on its chin as well. And it snarls and hisses at you. Can you please both make me um, fear tests? Uh, certainly. would happy to yank the Bible up and use it as a block for this and get the bonus from the fear test. One success for me. I have one as well. Fantastic. Both of you managed to hold it together as this thing, it's kind of gripping the walls. Its fingers are biting into them and it snarls and hisses and spits at you. Peterson, meanwhile, has just dropped to his knees and is praying and whimpering in the corner of the room. He is of no use whatsoever to you. This, this thing just rages at you. Okay, my plan? Let Mike engage with this thing. I'm going to drag the boy's body over to the oven and start drawing crosses on him with the ash. Just all over his head and body, just big, broad strokes, just cover his body in in crucifixes. All right, absolutely, you can do that. Um, uh, Father Sorensen, what, what are you trying to do? Um, so I, I think for Father Sorensen, he is going to keep that holy water here, right here. And as this thing has coalesced, the, the Bible is his shield, but barring any weapons, as Father Sorensen does not carry any, he will empty the reservoir of holy water directly into the mouth of that creature. All righty. I'm not going to bother doing initiative for uh, Peterson because uh, he's a gibbering heap in the corner of the room. Both of you are going to get to go before it does. It does look, Eric, very battered. And you think it might have been shot because there's blood on it that is not dripping from its fangs. There's a stain on its shirt. Yeah, I suppose I would just... I would look at it, feeling the, the the welling of my own rational mind to be able to handle such a thing and say, I believe I have seen you before, haven't I? <sighs> seven years ago, I, I stepped toward it. Seven years ago, I saw you just outside that closet. And here you are. Thirsty, my boy? And I will spray that thing with holy water. All right. Can you make me a uh, force roll, I think, because you're right up close to it. Just chuck that holy water right in its gob. That's one. Okay. So, yeah, that would have, uh, could have um, argued for a close combat for that. But uh, uh, you got one success with that, which is fine. You managed to shake this, um, uh, this bottle of holy water and empty the whole thing onto this thing's face and in its mouth, in its eyes and its hair. And... It, its skin 
steams and smokes and starts to bubble and blister and it's really does not appear to enjoy that whatsoever it um it's once again it snarls and squeals and but you you get the impression from its position that it's either coiling like a spring ready to leap on you or it's trying to get away from you you're not quite sure which yeah i mean the the it's supposed to drive off the undead but it, it might not be able to leave i suppose then i will just uh hope that Sven has a plan. And Sven, are you continuing to put crosses and uh, that sort of thing on the All over him. Big ones, little ones, just all over this kid. <laughs> the creature glares at you. Glares at you, Father Eric. Glares at Sven. Glares at this wreck of a man kneeling in the corner. And lunges forward towards the boy. And as it does so... It evaporates, and this almost translucent, shadow-like version of itself, as it hits the boy, enters his body and disappears. And the boy's eyelids flicker as he starts to wake. Sven looks over at the father, and he's like, you might want to step outside. I'm probably a little horrified that it didn't work, and so I to drop the decanter bottle on the ground and turn with the the Bible in hand and say, make it quick. Sven just nods and draws his hunting knife. I will make the sign of the cross in front of the boy. Seeing that he's been covered in ashes and crosses, he seems to be um, well on his way, but um, it doesn't seem like any sort of saving will be done for him today. And I step outside. Meanwhile, on the other side of the square... Marta, the red mist evaporates, dissipates, leaves you, and you come to your senses. There are the sound of uh, of footsteps and voices coming from uh, all sides, it seems. And Nickel Doppler is crouched, backed into the corner of a a doorway in this alley, weeping and, and holding up his hands defensively against who knows what, you? maybe and this girl lies in front of you in the alleyway there's a pool of blood around her neck can i check on the girl um and see if she's still alive or Mm, you can she is just alive is her life fleeting do i need do i feel like i need to do something to make sure that she stays alive for a while longer yeah, you could uh, you could make a uh, a medicine roll to try and staunch the bleeding. Oh, that's uh, four fives and a two. Okay, yeah. So you you kind of um, tear a bit of her dress up. You you wrap it ar- around her neck. You think that I mean she really needs a doctor, somebody who really knows what they're doing. You're not sure whether what you've done has helped. I might just shout out for someone to get a get a doctor. Help help this girl's. This girl's been attacked. We need a doctor. But but then I think we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Um, so the call for a doctor goes up as uh, as you see figures, a couple of figures starting to, to come into the alley and uh, they start moving towards you with uh, at a fair pace. Um, what about Nickel? What do you want to do about him? Uh, approach Ed and try to get him like up and moving. Okay, Nickel, you um, you can react however you wish to to uh, Marta's approach. She doesn't seem to be 
quite as angry as she was. Nickel, we have to go find Sven and, and, and Father Eric. When blows do not rain down upon me, I'll slowly get up. I, you know, it's that whole you know, all, all, all four you know, hands and knees and then slowly one leg and slowly the other and slowly getting up, acting as if I'm 30 years older than my 52 and quietly still frightened I'll, um, I'll follow Marta's lead. Okay, so there are people uh, approaching now and one of them shouts, Hey, you, where are you going? Uh, we're, we're going to go find the person that did this. You have to help the girl. We fought them off. Yes, we called a doctor. Who You saw who did this? We saw something. Uh, I'll come with you. No, stay. Help the girl. We, uh, we, you won't be needed. Can you make me a manipulation test, please? No successes. Uh, you, you, you should, you should stay. You, you saw what happened. Uh, the, ooh, you tell us what, who, who was it? What did you see? We didn't know who it was specifically. We can, we will talk to the police afterwards. But first, we must go. <sighs> police, police, damn the police! Police never heard of us. I is need it? a doctor. I need a doctor. I. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. The doctor coming. And I'm stumbling down the street. Yeah, and I'll, I'm trying to help my friend away. I'm trying not to flinch away from Marta's help. There are protestations, but um, the attention of uh, the people here are is much more focused on, on the body. And someone shouts out, It's it's Ava! Oh, no, 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 no. The same as the others. She's bleeding. Where's the doctor? And there's this kind of um, cacophony of several different voices all at once. And the two of you can manage to make yourself scarce. You, there are a, a, a couple of cries of um, beseeching you to, uh, to, to stop and stay and help. But uh, you, can, you can stumble down the, the alleyway um, into the square and head, head on down to wherever it is you're, uh, you're going to. Where, where is your ultimate destination? I have no clue because we don't know where they went uh, pro- possibly to the bakery to see if we can track down the direction that they went or where they would have followed well tell you what as you're um, going through the square why don't the two of you make me a vigilance roll I blew all my successes on punching nickel um, which was worth it and my vigilance which is usually amazing is an auto fail so good luck Marta mm-hmm. I'm not I can't I can't find them can I push my roll, by the way? Of course you can. I mean, I'm frantically looking for them because wherever this thing went, it obviously went back to them. Or they're already dead and that's how it got here. I, it's okay. I still did not pass. All right. You take one uh, mental condition then. And uh, I'm going to say, Father Eric, you step out of the bakery. And uh, as you do so, um, you can make me a vigilance test as well. Vigilance is, uh, for me, is a pretty stable. Ah, that's three. Wow. Okay, so you can hear a commotion going on from way across. It's, it's, you're not sure how far it is, but it's a good distance on the opposite side of the square. And you reckon that sounds like that is where the house is that Nickel and Marta were watching. That You think it's coming from over there. And uh, in fact, you then hear voices in the square. 
with those, with those three successes, I'm going to say you you hear somebody's moving through the square, even though you're just sort of kind of around the corner from it where you are. Um, you're aware that um, the and you think that um, maybe one, maybe two. What you think one of the voices is female? I'm I'm going to say that, it, or suggest perhaps that it might be more likely that I hear Nickel sobbing, or or I hear his his moans from his broken face. A female voice telling him to pull himself together. Uh, so I'll head around the corner then and see if I can um, perhaps put uh, two and two together. Absolutely. As soon as you poke your head around the corner, you see Marta helping Nickel stumble across the square. Go to my friends and help Nickel, who's obviously been hurt. Okay, yeah, he is battered and bruised. It looks like somebody has broken his nose. He's been punched in the face repeatedly. My God. I think he might be missing a tooth as well. Oh, Father, thank God. Yes, indeed. Uh, you look like you've uh, seen better days. Yes, yes. All I can think of is getting back to the castle. Uh, the, the the spirit came for the boy. I did what I could. I couldn't keep it from the boy's body. Sven is dealing with it now. We tried to wake the boy, but with no luck. Even holy water on the boy's flesh only caused him to twitch. But that spirit came none the same. And there's no helping him now. Speaking of Sven... You are now alone in the bakery. You can dimly hear the sounds of voices outside or uh, maybe commotion somewhere. Um, it's very, very faint in the in the background. You probably barely even notice it because you are aware only of this man rocking backwards and forwards on his knees in the corner, praying. And this young lad looks like he's maybe no more than his early mid-twenties, kind of blinking and opening his eyes and looking around. And it's obviously a little bit kind of confused as to why he's here and who you are. And just looks at you and says, Who are you? Oh, what is happening? I am vengeance. And he's just going to cut the kid's head off with a fucking hunting knife. <laughs> All right. Could you please make me... A close combat roll. He's gonna. He doesn't want you to do this. He's gonna try and stumble away. He's he's only got a couple of dice to do it with. Yeah, I got I got three successes, Mike. He doesn't manage to get away from your your blade. You plunge your blade deep into uh, the boy's throat, and uh, with a strangled gurgle, he cries his last words. No. And as you lean into the killing blow you sever his arteries and blood spurts out of his neck splashing against the wall drenching it you cut through the windpipe bubbles of blood oozing out f- flowing out of his uh, this gaping gaping wound that uh, where his neck is and uh, with some effort you manage to cut through the spinal cord and the spinal column and uh, it takes you a while, and you are covered in blood. But uh, eventually, this boy's head is severed from its body, its eyes wide, staring, blood pouring through its from its open mouth, this look of shock, horror, and sheer incomprehension. Yeah, uh, I'm going to close his eyes, because I'm well, not that hard a bastard. Right, step one, decapitate the body. Thumbs up. It's still nighttime. I still have time. I'm going to grab a canvas sack. There's plenty of them about. And put the head in it. 
he like looks at the body. He's like, Christ. Um, yeah, it's not going to be pretty. I'm essentially going to have to take this out of here, out into the countryside, bury him in, for now, a shallow grave. You can come out the back door with this body um, over your shoulder. The, uh, Peterson is, 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 he kind of, he's, he's starting to come to his senses now and kind of blinking, looking around, around him. He kind of grabs hold of something. He looks at the floor, looks at all the blood and looks looks across at you with this absolute terror in his face. You saw what he was, and I'm just walking off. Okay, you can walk out. And then it's going to be a brisk jog cross-country. <laughs> yeah, you can walk out, out and you'll see that um, Father Sorensen, Nickel, and Marta. Nickel is badly beaten. He must have had uh, one hell of a fight with this uh, this creature wherever he, he encountered it. And... Uh, Father Sorensen and Marta are sort of tending to him. Um, they, you see him, the three of you. You see Sven coming out of the back of the um, the, the, the bakery. He's got a, a, he's got somebody over his shoulders and carrying a canvas bag. I probably deflate even more. I this this is a pretty ugly way to end. Um, but I guess I'm going to trust that Sven has a plan and. Um, that at some point we'll see him back at the castle, hopefully without the authorities trailing after him. So Sven, you can make your way down the dark back streets and alleys of Uppsala, out into the woods and beyond, where you hope this body will not be found. Do what you need to do. Meanwhile, Father Eric, Nickel Doppler, Marta, you can make your way back to the castle. There is... Uh, more noise, more shouting, more activity now on the uh, streets around the Vaxlatorg. You will manage to make your way back into the safe, comfortable abode that you call home, Castle Gillenkreutz. Eventually, Sven makes his way back again, joins you at the castle. Over the next few days, the police do make a perfunctory investigation. Um, they take statements. They take statement from the from the baker, but it seems that they are quite happy to chalk this up to another altercation uh, between uh, members of the uh, uh, the immigrant community who are causing such trouble in our uh, respectable and uh, pleasant city of Uppsala. Strangely enough, though, the spate of killings of young women seems to come to an end. The girl, Eva, that uh, was attacked in the street in front of your eyes, uh, she is tended to by a doctor, and she makes a recovery. Although she does often wear a scarf around her neck or a high-collar jacket to hide the two small puncture wounds in her neck. And you can't help but think, in the days and weeks to come, of the tale told to you by Father Truster, of how someone who is bitten by a stirigoi and survives, well, they may become one themselves. And that is where we will leave the tale of the friend, the fiend, and the shadow of the night. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Mike, Nate, John, and... Miranda for playing. Good night.